0: This is Hungry Gen Podcast, and I just want to thank you for joining us today. Here at HG, our vision is to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. I'm going to be speaking from a passage and a verse that many of us we already know since you were in Bible school uh, at a young age. Um, and so I want to encourage you guys, take out your notes. If you don't have your notes, notes will be on the YouVersion uh, Bible app and we can go from there. We're going to be reading from Matthew 3.17 and I'm going to read a couple verses. But this is going to be oh, the verse that we base our message on this morning. Amen. Matthew 3.17 and it says, Right here, or Jesus was, I'm going to give a quick summary. Jesus was um, coming, going on to the river and going to get baptized by his, by his cousin, John. And he comes to uh, his cousin, John, and says, hey, I need to get baptized by you. John is like, you're crazy. You're the son of God. I'm supposed to get baptized by you. But nonetheless, he's like, you're Jesus. I got to listen to you. And so he gets baptized by John and as John is baptizing Jesus into the water and Jesus comes out of the water I want us we're gonna land here on verse 17 and you guys can follow with me and I think we have right here I'm gonna read I'm gonna say it I want you to repeat after me say and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love and with him I am well pleased amen And so this is, I know it's a, it's a small verse, but I was, we were going through a series with our youth and we're teaching our youth on identity. And I realized, well, I can't preach this kind of a sermon to older people. This is more of a youth sermon. This is, but I realized a lot of adults, they just figured out how to live life with an identity, not rooted in Christ. They've, they've channeled, they've found different uh, avenues and ways and they've went around the fact of of maybe I'm not rooted in Christ but I'm just gonna get by by you know life's actions and day-to-day stuff but I realized everybody every Christian and non-Christian needs to know who they are in Christ and their identity in Christ and as I was reading in Matthew three seventeen, and it says "And a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love with him I am well pleased. It really dawned out to me and I, I was, I, I remember a story in, uh, when I was younger, when, if you could start the clock for me because I can go for an hour. Thank you very much. Uh, when I was younger, I don't know about you, but me, when I was younger, I would do some things to get a recognition from some people. You know, I would do some stupid things. Um, and I happened to be the class clown of when I was young. Um, and for a fact I was a clown um, and so I did a lot of things to make my class laugh, a lo- lot of things to make my friends laugh out of the fact that I wanted them to no think I'm funny, for them for them to think that I'm, I'm cool or I'm the funny kid in, in, in class and I remember this one particular time when I was young, I was in about elementary school, I was walking with my friend to school it was early in the morning and I was playing I had a I was in violin class believe it or not um and I was very good at it and so I was walking with my violin case and there on the sidewalk was a fence but this fence was tilted a little bit it was weighing down like it's breaking and so me wanting my friends to think I'm funny I uh I just helped the fence to go all the way down um I helped it to go all the way down and uh It happened to be the fact that as as I helped that fence to go all the way down I pushed it down to think I was funny Um, all the other fences connected to that fence decided to go down too and so I'm sitting there I pulled down one fence and I got a whole block of fence like a domino effect and I'm like oh no Um, but that's not the worst part I happened to pull down the fence where an old man was deciding to sit with his cup of coffee in his backyard and as I pulled down the uh, the fence I looked at him and we made eye contact it was probably the longest five seconds of my entire life um and I realized I'm screwed at this point so I did what every good good, uh, kid did and um I started running I started running yeah uh so we booked it as my with my friend and we started running and I had my violin case and somewhere uh, I'm like he's no I mean he's I mean, he's getting a little older his knees are not going to catch up to me i'm a young buck you feel me and so i'm like he's not going to catch up and i'm running and it so happens to be that my my handle breaks off my case the violin comes out and as i'm getting my case together my violin together the cops come he calls the cops um they come pick me up and they take me to my house and my dad uh yeah so we'll we'll leave that part we'll leave that part um I don't know who's watching. And so, you know, my dad did what dads do. And so, but as I was thinking about this story, <clears throat> I, I started to realize that I, I did this, I made this action or this decision out of the fact that I wanted my friends to accept me. I wanted my friends to think I was cool or or they were proud of me. And as I was reading Matthew 3.17, we're going to break up this scripture. I know it's a small scripture, but into three portions. And uh, you will see the way that I portion this scripture is very much how Pastor Vlad does it. And I was making sure if I do it on Sunday, I got to make it rhyme like he does. You guys know what I mean? And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I loved, with him I am well pleased. The first part of this scripture, this verse, this is my son. What does this, this is my son, speak of? It speaks of acceptance. It speaks of acceptance. He is accepting Jesus as his son in his family. He, he, is, he belongs to the family of Jesus. He's accepted into his family. The second part of this scripture, it says, whom I love. What does this speak of? This speaks of affection. This speaks of love. This speaks of, I, I love them. This is not a conditional love. This is a, po- a positional love. I don't love you because you've done good. I love you because you're my son. Amen. It's that kind of, it's a, it's a sonship type of a love. In the last part of this scripture, it says, and with him, I am well pleased. What does this speak of? This speaks of approval. This speaks of approval. And I realized as I was studying this verse every one of us, our choices in life and our decisions and our frame, our our mind frame of thinking, our choices, our decisions in life, it all comes down out of the, uh, the decisions, the actions that we make, it comes, all comes out of the overflow or the lack of identity in Christ every action that you've made from the time you've been born to to today it has all there's different avenues and different you no know, you can branch out a little bit but it all comes down to these three five fa- these three things you did that action you thought that way you made that decision out of the lack of or the overflow that you're accepted God loves you and he approves of you because if you think about it every choice that you make you make a choice like if you think about that story that I just said I made an action out of not the overflow that I'm loved and I'm accepted and God is proud of me I made the action out of the need of acceptance affection and approval when you make when you make life choices out of not the overflow of identity in Christ but the lack of it, the lack of acceptance, the lack of affirmation, the lack of affection, of approval. You will see just like with me, you will get that approval from man but that price that you paid will be too much. Any, any product of approval, any product of affection or love that you pay for will always be overpriced. See, I realized with me in that story that I did that out of the fact that I wanted approval I did that out of the fact that my my identity was not secure and I know it's a funny story and everything but I want to derive from this story just the 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 thought that when you make life choices when you make a choice out of the lack of identity in your life that choice will always cost you more than you want to pay that choice that you make, that mind frame of thinking will always cost you too much and I was talking to our teens and we kind of, we kind of talked to our teens and our students about this That you know, focus on your relationship with God when you're 12 and you're 13 and you're 15 and you're 17 so that you don't have to fix yourself at 20, 30 and 40. And that was a statement that we gave to our youth. And they're like, oh yeah, that's good, Zach. I'm like, all right, well, apply it. (laughs) I was like, don't just tell me that's good. (laughs) Live it out, you know what I mean? Don't just put it on your bio. In Jesus' name, come on, I love this generation. Um, But I wanna take from this statement the focus on yourself when you were 12, 15, 17, so that we don't have to fix yourself when you're 20, 30, 40. I wanna take from this statement and I wanna ask us, How many of us are dealing with things at 20, 30, 40, 50 that we neglected at 12, 14, 15, and 17? See, everything neglected one day will become infected and so when you make life choices at a young age out of the fact that you are seeking for approval you are seeking for acceptance you are seeking for the love you will overpay for the product that you get see we don't work out of the need to get approval we work out of the approval that we already have from God we don't work out of the need to be accepted into God's uh, family we work out of the fact that he already accepted us and out of that acceptance and out of that identity that's rooted in God we make choices I want to ask us the question how many of us would life be a little bit different if you didn't make life choices out of the need to be accepted if you didn't make choices in a relationship in a business with your friendships with your finances out of the need to be approved by man's opinion I realized for me no I was reading in a in a Proverbs in Proverbs 27 7 I believe and it says that someone that is full was someone that I forgot the Proverbs of 27 7 that someone that is full it it, they are they're not hungry Don't even they don't even want honey, the sweetest of honey. This is what it says. When you are full, you won't want even the sweetest of honey. But when you are hungry, even bitter honey, or even bitter food will look sweet. And I was wondering, what is that? But then I begin to realize this is what it is when God says, Don't you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Don't conform to the pattern of this world because when you are full. The world, the food of the world, the food of society, the the food of culture that they feed you, it won't be pleasing to you. You won't be, uh, you won't fall into that temptation. I brought to our youth the fact that, you know, when you're, when you eat before a party and then uh, you come into a party and they're like, hey, here's some food. And you're like, hey, uh, I'm good. I already ate. In the same way, this is the Proverbs 27 says, when you are full, even sweetest of honey won't look good for you because let me tell you the world the devil he will bring temptation in the realm of your desires if you look when jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights and he what was the first thing he got tempted with food and so the devil is sneaky and cunning he will Appease to you in the realm of your desires and your and your the lack of identity and so here he says even the sweetest of honey will look will not appease you because you are full in the same way when I go to a party and I've already ate I'm able to say no I don't want what you're offering me why because I'm full in the same way when you are rooted in the identity in Christ and the world, and you walk into the world you don't have to be of the world when they offer you hey here's the the food of society here's what culture says here's what the, the, the American family down the road has you don't have to feed off of that because you're already full of who God says you are and who who God says, what God says that you can do. Can I get an amen in this place? See, when our identity is not secure, we will accept anything to fill that void. That's why I, our societies right now prove, and our young adults are proof of people of making wounded past, of neglecting the, the 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 rooting the identity in Christ at a young age, and they made choices out of the lack of identity that ended up to where they are today any product bought out of the lack of identity acceptance approval affirmation affection will be overpriced in um Matthew 7 6 do not give what is holy to the dogs nor cast your pearls before before swine least lest they will trample them under their feet and churn and tear you in pieces so when you don't know your God-given identity you will be willing to accept worldly standards you'll be willing to accept what the world offers because you know when you go to a party there's a difference when you're hungry you don't eat what they give but when you're when you're hungry you eat what they offer you it doesn't matter what they have on the table you eat but when you're full you say no i'm good and the same way when you're rooted in the identity in christ and the devil offers you because the devil will and we're going to get that to there in a little bit when he does you don't give in you're in the world you're not of the world can I get an amen in this place see anything done out of the need for acceptance is not an identity rooted in Christ when your identity is rooted in Christ we do things out of acceptance not in need of acceptance we do things out of the approval we fight from victory not for victory we fight from the price that's already been paid but some of us are trying to pay the price again some of us are trying to repay and carry the sins that has already been on the back of Jesus some of us already are are still carrying the shame that Jesus already paid for two thousand years on the cross and what God is saying is is you have to begin to accept me because when you accept me and you root my your identity in me those things like shame guilt condemnation they have to come off in Jesus name but you will find yourself when your identity is now rooted in Christ you will find yourself seeking like I did seeking from man's approval and the thing is man's approval and opinion that's great it's not bad no we all want people to love us I mean at least I do I'm like I don't want you to hate me and so it's good to have that opinion of that like applause from man but it's a problem when the approval of man is essential and the opinion and approval of God is extra It has to be flipped around. It has to be that what God says, that's what's essential in my life. What God's word says, that is what I build and I root my identity in. If you like me or if you don't, it's okay. But I know what my God says about me. I know what He says I can do. I know where He says I can go. If you like me, if you don't, that's great. But I know who I am and I know whose I am. And my daily actions will direct. Drive out of my identity of Christ in Jesus mighty name see I tell our teenagers and I um I'm like hey I don't need you to change your actions I don't want you to leave this service with with uh a thought a mind frame of thinking I need you to do better no no you need to get closer to God because I don't need changed habits I need a changed heart because when you have a changed heart the bible says protect your heart above all because from it comes uh, the the pattern of life the way of life so if you have a changed heart actions will follow that's why when i see teenagers they are smoking they're doing this i don't i don't get mad because i know all they need is a touch of the holy spirit and those actions they will change but of a lot of us hear me today catch this a lot of us we try to change actions before we change our identity and root our identity in Christ. Amen. Matthew 20, sixteen twenty six. 26. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Wealth, fame, success, but forfeits his soul. See, when you don't have your identity rooted in Christ and who you are in Christ, you will do things to get man's approval. But here we says, you will get man's approval. But at what cost? At what cost? See the prodigal son, he uh, he left and he was in the world and eventually he came back because God is so good. He came back not as a slave, he came back as a son. But at what cost? What did he lose? What did he waste? what did he give up that he could have done God's grace is always a God's grace like Pastor Vlad said is not an all-access uh pass to sin God's grace is an all-access pass that when you do sin you come back to the Father but how many of us we've like I said we're here today because we've made choices out of the fact that we don't know that we're a son. Because a son acts different. You know, when I get in trouble, I do something that my parents don't like, and they're frustrated with me. But know what I love? That at night they still make me a dinner, and and I begin to realize that, well, mom, like, I, no, I messed up or I did this. See, our sonship, our identity, is not conditional. It's not based on what you can do. It's based on what He's done. And when you understand that, just fundamental that principle of Christianity you will make your choices will look a little bit different when you're faced with a crossroad you begin to filter that crossroad and that decision out through the filter that I'm a son and when you filter that decision through the filter of sonship uh, uh, the fact that you're rooted in Christ your decisions will change a little bit because you know who's you are because you know who's backing you decisions and choices and actions will look a little bit different you'll get the approval but at what cost you will get temporary satisfaction see I got what I wanted I got the laugh from my friend but then I got the consequence see when you make actions out of the lack you will get what you want but then you won't want what you got But there's an approval, there's an acceptance that we don't have to pay for that's already been paid for all you have to do is receive that today and this is for every business owner this is for every janitor every single mom every single father every single family every person that owns a business or or works three jobs every single day this is what we root our foundation on God is with you God loves you in spite of you God loves you in spite of what you can do or the abilities, abilities that you have but when you root yourself in Him life looks a little bit different are you guys getting something today see when you root yourself in anything but that is not God you have you put your life in the hands of economy you put your life in the hands of the government you put your life in the hands of your job of of the president you put your life in the hands of of uh, of different types of things but we've all seen pandemic has proven it to us that everything fails nothing it's proven time and time again that it will fail but the word never fails Bible says that heavens and earth they will but my word stays the same so today I implore you church build your house on the rock of ages build your house on what God says build your identity not on your family not even on your marriage because when family fails God's word doesn't when your health fails God's word doesn't when your when a job fails God's word doesn't his word is eternal and so we don't build our lives on something that's eventually we build something our lives on something that's eternal in Jesus name come on somebody devil says I love I love this part and this is the first part first point I want to bring you Jesus was accepted before the journey I want us to write this down I love what Jesus devil does he comes he comes to Jesus later on in a chapter four and this is what, this is what the devil does. When Jesus was led into the wilderness, Jesus comes to him. The devil comes to him and says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. See, Jesus was accepted before the journey. So today we can be sons and daughters before son, we, can, we do even what sons and daughters do. Do you see, Jesus didn't even start his journey. Jesus didn't even do some one one miracle yeah Jesus hasn't even started his ministry but before he even started his ministry God already solidified that identity in Jesus and let me tell you something if Jesus needed to be reminded of who he is because of wilderness who are we to not have to just say hey we don't need to know who we are Jesus reminded that hey this is my son I love him and I'm proud of him and God wants to remind every Single one of us that you're his son, that you're his daughter, that he's he loves you, and he's proud of you. See the first sign that you are listening to the enemy when it comes regarding your identity is when you think, is when you believe that you have to do to be, when you believe that you have to do something to become a son. See, because Jesus tells God tells Jesus. You are my son. And devil comes a couple verses later and says, if you are the son. See, God wants to remind us of our identity because he understands. He wants us to know that everything that you're going to do is not going to come out of your works. It's going to come out of the worth that God gives. And devil comes to Jesus and says, if you are the son of God in the place that Jesus says, you are the son of God. Let me tell you something. Your identity will always be tested in the wilderness season. Because what God said in the good season, the devil will test in the wilderness season. God says, you are. Devil says, if you are. And see what the devil does is so sneaky. He says, if you are, then you will do this. And many of us in the world has, has adopted that mind frame of thinking that to be I have to do to be a son I have to act like a son but how many of you know that you have a kid no matter what they do they come out crying pooping peeing everywhere and, and, but they so they've already caused headache <laughs> but the love is there the love is there tells Jesus to if if you are the son of God then turn these stones into bread as if you were a son by works in the first place see what devil didn't understand is Jesus was accepted before he did anything good so why do we think we can be rejected if we do anything bad if Jesus was accepted as a son before he did anything good, we can't do anything bad to be rejected. Yes, there's consequences to our sin, but God loves us regardless. We are a positional love. God loves us as a son, whether we're a baby, we're a teenager, we're a or we're married. God loves us how we are. Amen. In Ephesians 2, Verse eight and nine, it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. See, but the world has adapted this thinking that you have to do something to become a son. This is not an excuse to sin because you've been accepted. No, God really, God loves you before you've done anything good but a lot of us we we think well if God loves us then I'm going to do whatever I want to do uh, I'm going to, I'm going to sin. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do whatever I want to do because, well, God already loves me. Yes, you're right. But let me bring two reasons why, um, why you don't want to do that. No, if if you're saying like, well, if God loves me regardless, then I could do whatever I want. You're 100%. You can do whatever you want. But the two reasons I want to bring to us why we don't want to live our life that way. First reason is we don't know our last day on earth. We are walking on the line of eternity every single day. We are walking that line, so to eternity is not a game to be played with. Eternity is not something that, we, that hangs in the balance in our hands. One day we're here, one day we're not. No, I, I, I was involved in an accident uh, last year, about a year ago. I lost my best friend and I was sleeping in that car accident and the split second before the car accident, I woke up and then that was it, blacked out. I lost my best friend in that moment but know what dawned in me in the hospital when I was there, Noah dawned in me is I didn't have a second to say sorry to God. I didn't have a second, I didn't even have a millisecond to get right with God. If I was a sinner, that would have been my last day. And so this is why we don't want to walk out, we don't want to live out of the fact that No, I can do what I want and then I'll get get right with God later on. And second of all is you won't walk in the fullness of what God has for you. You won't walk. Prodigal son got, he got all his possessions. But no, he wanted to have his fun. He wanted to do what he does and every teenager or every person does. He wanted to have the fun and then, and then, but the thing is God accepted him. But in that process how much did he lose how much did he go into guard, uh, into bondage how much things that he have to endure just to come to that realization of that he's accepted well sometimes some teenagers tell me well i just want to have fun i tell them, i'm like go hike badger if you want to have fun like <laughs> Go on a vacation if you want to have fun like go bike riding, explore a new hobby but don't 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 explore fun and don't have fun in such a way that you compromise your convictions, that you compromise your beliefs and that you put your eternity at jeopardy. Amen church and the second of all is Jesus was accepted for the journey, He was accepted before the journey and second of all He was accepted for the journey there is a wilderness season in front of all of us, church. No matter the shape, no matter the size of it, we all will gonna, are going to go through something. The Bible says, no, in life there's going to be tri- uh, trials and tribulations, but take heart that I have overcome the world. I have overcome it. So when we are in Christ, we are with a God that has already overcome what you are going through. He was accepted for the journey. The wilderness season will truly test your identity in Christ, God will say, you are, and the devil will say, if you are. But today, church, I want us to build our identity. I want us to come back to the fundamental of our... Of our um, we don't derive our identity out of what we accomplish or what we can do. We derive it from who God says that we are. And the last thing that I want to bring to us is, when an identity is rooted in Christ... When identity is rooted in the Word of God. So we don't get our identity from the world. We get it from the Word. We get our identity from who God says that we are. And when you root your identity in Christ and the storm comes, because the Bible says build your life, your house on the solid rock or on the sand. The thing is both verses say the storm is going to come. So no matter if the storm comes or not, the, what, what really matters is not how good your life is because we all know there can be a pretty house. But if the foundation is not solid and the thing is the foundation is what's not looked at what is your foundation what is your private time look like what is your prayer time look like what does your fasting life look like what does your bible reading that is the foundation that is what people don't see but what people don't see is what you've built your life on it is the word of God and the bible says when the storm comes what is your house going to be built on we build our life on the word of God we build our life on who God says that we are in Daniel three seventeen. And I'm gonna end with this. I'm gonna land right here. An identity that is rooted in the world versus an identity that is rooted in the word. An identity that is rooted in the world is an produces an if faith. It produces a faith that if God does something, I will serve Him. If God no comes through in my finances I will serve him if God is able to heal my son I will serve him if God comes through in my business deal I will serve him if God no promotes me seven dollars I will serve him if God if my kid comes back from drugs I will serve him this is an identity that is rooted in what the world says that is rooted on your own power on your own what you can produce but an identity that is rooted in the word church is an even, even if type of a faith. I want us to read from Daniel 3. Daniel 3, and this is when the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, King Nebuchadnezzar was calling on the whole city to, to bow before the gods that they serve. But these three Hebrew boys did not want to bow. And what King Nebuchadnezzar did, he, he turned on the furnace and he turned it up really really hot and this is this is what he said in verse 13 furious with rage Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach Meshach and Abednego so these men were brought before the king and Nebuchadnezzar said to them it is true Shadrach Meshach and Abednego that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up now when you hear the sound of the horn all the music if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I have made very good but if you do not worship it you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace then what God will be able rescue you from my hand do you see what the devil does everything what when God says something the devil comes to question it God says he's going to rescue you what and then what does the devil say well if God doesn't you are the son of God well if you are the son of God we got a root identity in Christ 16 Shadrach Meshach and Abednego replied to him and this is what I wanted this is so powerful King Nebuchadnezzar we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter if you if we are thrown into the blazing furnace the God we serve is able to deliver us and he will deliver us from our majesty's hand, from your majesty's hand but even if he does not, we want you to know that your, mag- your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. An identity that is not rooted in God, you will say, God, if you come through, I will worship you. But if you do not come through, I will worship these gods, these idols, what culture says, what society says. But an identity rooted in the word of God, church, I want you to, your faith to rise, is a f- It produces a faith of an even if. Even if, God, you don't come through. Even if my life doesn't get better. Even if my my kid doesn't get back. Even if I lose that loved one. Even if my finances don't go, go through. Even if my family doesn't get reunited. Even if faith, you will see time and time again in the Bible, a faith rooted in the identity of God produces an even if faith. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you are blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe and send it to someone. And don't forget, you can always share it on your social stories. Stay connected with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information on internship, prayer line, conferences, and other resources, go to HungryGen.com. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.